0: Now our story continues. This morning, very shortly after Mrs. William Meade arrived at work, she left again. Her cousin, Randy Lane, who was also her employer, was going to be out on business, and as soon as Randy was safely out of the way, Peggy herself walked out of the office. She closed the door of the Lane Realty Company, hung a sign on it, and set the pasteboard hand to the clock, indicating that she would be back in half an hour. Cutting across the square, Aunt Mary's niece entered the bank where her husband was employed. Now she walks up to the railing, which forms an enclosure for the desk of David Bowman, owner and president of the bank.
1: Good morning, David.
0: Hmm? Well, Peggy, hello. Looking for Bill?
1: (laughs) Heavens no. He'd blame me alive if I came calling during business hours.
0: (laughs) Bill's a very strict husband, isn't
1: he? Mm, A rigid disciplinarian. Mm, I can imagine. He isn't here, is he?
0: No. Well,
1: he told me he was going out to the Harrison place. Mr. Harrison wanted to get his advice about crop rotation. That's right. I just wanted to make sure.
0: It sounds as if you didn't want Bill to know you were here.
1: I don't. And please don't say anything to him about it, because then he'd start asking questions, and I'd probably end up by having the whole family on my neck. (laughs) And I don't want anyone to know about it. At least, not yet. May I talk to you, privately? Oh,
0: Peggy, of course. I'm sorry. Come over here and sit down.
1: But you haven't promised not to tell. (laughs) All right, child. I promise.
0: Here, sit down.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Now,
0: what do you want to talk to me about?
1: Well, first I want your opinion on something. David, would you say that Wakefield is an up-and-coming town?
0: Yes, I would.
1: We're growing, aren't we? We're the center of a new rich farm area. Isn't that right?
0: (laughs) Yes, of course.
1: There's money in this town. good opportunity for business ventures, all that sort of thing. Right. And, as I said before, our population is increasing, which means that there's a demand for houses and places to live. Okay, that's one point I want to make.
0: Peggy, dear, what are you driving at?
1: <laughs> You'll find out. Now then, tell me honestly, do you think Randy is a good businessman? Do you think he's well-suited to the work he's doing?
0: Yes, I do. Besides, Randy has qualifications which make me feel quite convinced that he could make a success at the real estate business.
1: Yes, he could. But he isn't doing it, is he? And do you know Why?
0: Well, because... Because...
1: uh, Excuse me for interrupting. Because people say, nice fellow Randy, smart man, and keep right on doing business with Ben Calvert.
0: Yes, Peggy, that's true enough. Ben's had a monopoly here for a long time.
1: I'll say. Then wouldn't you say that the people here should be shaken up? That they might need to be sold on the idea of doing business with Randy?
0: Yes. But I'm afraid he'll have to sell himself.
1: That's exactly it. That's just what I'm coming to. Suppose Randy were to build a house... A model house. Something really new and different. It was something so beautiful and functional that everybody who saw it would feel as if he were looking at his dream house. Something that would really set Wakefield back on its heels. What about that?
0: Uh, well, I don't know, Peggy. Um, you tell me.
1: Well, he could sell it at a profit, naturally. And with what he made, he'd have enough to start building a couple of more houses and so on until he had a little subdivision.
0: Hmm. Is this Randy's idea?
1: Well, I thought of the idea of the model house, and then he started talking about the subdivision. That's what he wants to do, you see. Well, after all, David, a lot of real estate men get into the building in, too. There's more money in it that way. And if Randy can swing this deal, it'll serve a dual purpose. People will stop thinking of Randy as just a nice guy and will start thinking of him as an intelligent businessman who knows what he's doing. Someone who's progressive. And a heck of a lot smarter than Ben Calvert. And secondly, there's a need for a subdivision such as Randy has in mind. There's a demand here for new
0: houses. I grant you that. Hmm. It sounds like quite an interesting venture, Peggy. If Randy can get the land subdivided, make the right sort of deal with the contractor. But there's one thing that bothers me.
1: What's that?
0: Well, there's certainly a need for homes, inexpensive ones. But when you talked about Randy starting with a model house, something new and different, well, I I got the idea that you had something rather fancy in mind.
1: Well, I have. Oh, I don't mean that it's to be any mansion. My idea was to make it the right size for a couple with one or two children. The sort of house you could build on to, maybe. But of course, it has to be beautifully done and somewhat revolutionary in design.
0: Hmm. Well, that makes it sound rather expensive to me. And in a conservative little town like ours, I, I wonder about Randy's making a quick sale. I wonder about the... Market value if he intends to build an entire subdivision. Oh,
1: the subdivision is to be composed of much less expensive homes. No, David, the model house is definitely a one-of-its-kind proposition. If, as a model, he built the sort of house he intends to put on the subdivision, it wouldn't be startling enough. And he wouldn't make enough out of it to serve his purpose of getting started.
0: I see. Now, there's another thing that puzzles me, Peggy, and I think perhaps it puzzled you, too. What's that? Where is Randy going to get the money?
1: Well, you're the only one who can answer that.
0: (laughs) Yes, Peggy, I was beginning to see that you were headed in that direction.
1: Well, don't you think it's a good idea? Yes,
0: yes, it's very interesting.
1: Well, perhaps I should put it like this. Don't you think it's a sound business proposition? I don't see how there's any risk at all. The bank lends Randy money to build a model house. He builds it and sells it.
0: But, Peggy, if this house is to be... So extreme
1: Oh, David, if I've scared you off on that score, I'll kick myself It isn't to be anything outlandish My idea is to have a very practical and functional house But also beautiful David, Hmm. I'd like to...
0: Oh, Uh... good morning, Ben I want to talk to you a minute Hello, Peggy Good
1: morning, Mr. Calvert
0: I want to talk to you, David Yes, Ben, I heard I'm busy at the moment But I have Ben, I'm sorry, but I'm busy Uh, All right, I'll wait I'm sorry, Peggy
1: of course, I realize that we'll have to get a lot of facts and figures down on paper. But I can tell you what I had in mind was the sort of house that Bill and I have been planning, waiting for some day. Didn't we talk to you about that once, David? Hmm? One night when you had dinner at the farm, didn't I show you some plans we'd worked out? Yes, that's right, Betty. Yes,
0: I believe you did.
1: Well, it seems to me you said you thought it was a wonderful house. Oh, were you just being polite? No,
0: no, I wasn't. I really thought so.
1: Well, just for the fun of it, Bill and I figured the costs. It came to about... Ten or eleven thousand dollars with the lot. Mm-hmm. Well, couldn't the bank make Randy a loan? You'd have the house and lot as collateral. Mm-hmm.
0: It's very possible that something could be worked out. But tell me, Peggy, these figures you're quoting, do they include the price of the plans, the architect's fee?
1: Well, no. Would that cost so very much?
0: I'm afraid so. You see, if the idea is to build something rather startling in its newness, you can't use stock plans. The house will have to be designed, and that, my dear, can run into a great deal of money. Oh! But if you find a way to avoid paying an exorbitant architect's fee, that will keep the cost down considerably. Then I'm pretty sure we'll be able to do business.
1: Oh, thanks, David. You know I was awfully afraid you wouldn't take me seriously. You've known me so long, David, that I was scared you'd think that this was just some rattle-brained idea of mine.
0: <laughs> Peggy, you have an awfully hard time, haven't you, getting people around here to realize that you're, you're a grown-up woman?
1: The habits of a lifetime, you know. But, David, honestly, you aren't sticking your neck out, are you, just because we're such old friends?
0: <laughs> my dear Peggy, as irresistible as I find you, in a matter of this sort, I'm first and foremost a banker. And I assure you that I can't afford to play fast and loose with my investors' money.
1: Come to think of it, I'm one of your investors.
0: That's right. So you are.
1: Well, as one of your investors, then I think you have a very good thing here.
0: <laughs> it interests me. Uh, if, as I said, it doesn't cost too much.
1: Well, I'll get some more exact information. And then I'll be back. And you won't say anything to Randy or Aunt Mary or Bill, will you? No, not a word. Well, <laughs> I won't take up any more of your time. and it's going. Goodbye, David. Goodbye. Thanks. Goodbye, Mr. Calvert. Sorry to keep you waiting. Yes,
0: you certainly have a very strange and interesting method of doing business. Uh huh. How so? You sit and gab with a young girl while one of the directors of the bank stands around cooling his heels. Or do you reserve that sort of treatment just for me? Well, Ben, I wasn't just gabbing, as you put it. As a matter of fact, Peggy and I were discussing business. I think you would have found it quite interesting. I bet. Well, I'm very sorry to ask you to give me some of your valuable time. Oh, not at all, Ben, not at all. As a matter of fact, I'm very glad you happened in this morning. I've had something on my mind the last few days. There's something I'd like to ask you. David Bowman looked at the man who had once been his brother-in-law. He knew beforehand that Ben would resent the question he was going to ask him. But David couldn't realize that this question and the ensuing discussion was going to start a very disturbing chain of thoughts in Ben Calvert's mind.